Hello, everyone. I'm here for one of my stories. This is Lindsay Dunn. And today I'm on here to do a review of Fast X, which is coming to theaters this Friday. Fast X is directed by Louis Lettere with a screenplay by Dan Mazzo and Justin Lin. Starring Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, Tyrese Gibson, Ludacris, John Cena, Natalie Emanuel, Jordana Brewster, Sun Kang, Scott Eastwood, Danielle Melchior, Alan Richardson, Helen, Mer Helen Mirren, Rita Moreno, Jason Statham, Jason Momoa, and Charlize Theron. Reading that list of names is almost ridiculous, but it's in the press notes, so I figured I'd include everybody's name. So in this movie, the plot is that Dominic Toretto must once again face down a foe that is trying to bring harm to the family and friends that he loves. That person this time is Jason Momoa, who plays the character of Dante. Dante happens to be the son of the deceased drug kingpin known as Hernan Reyes, who ended up dead due to the heist that Dom and Brian and the crew performed in Fast Five. This is the 10th film in the franchise, and apparently it's the eighth most expensive film ever made, which isn't surprising with all of the cars and things they end up destroying as part of this movie. So as far as the plot of this movie goes, at this point, it's pretty standard fare. And what I mean by that is, yes, in the original movies, the first couple ones, the group was involved in street racing and illegal, small, petty kinds of things like theft. And then they got into the criminal underworld. But ever since then, Dom is basically, and the group, they're also, they're all, they've all become like superheroes that have been a help to the agencies that are trying to keep law and order in the streets. And so, at this point, Dom and the group are more interested in retiring and just enjoying life, living off the wealth, having barbecues. Dom is interested mostly in raising his family and, um, you know, leaving, leaving the criminal activity to others unless it comes against the people he loves. So there's always... A person, a person trying to get revenge against somebody, and that's what ends up setting off Protective Dom. Last movie, it was his brother. <laughs> it was his brother, um, John Cena. Now I can't remember what his brother's name was, other than it was John Cena playing his brother. It, you know, this kind of does the same thing. It's just that the stakes are raised even further, and Jason Momoa happens to be a pretty cool villain this time it's the son of an old adversary and what's nice about that is that it's the son of an old adversary from fast five which many regard as one of the best films of the franchise and sort of the peak film the plot itself is very reminiscent of things we've already seen before Dom's kind of minding his own business and then people come against him and he goes into protective mode. The main differences are that there's some new cast and there is a remarkable villain in this story. 
some of the new cast, uh, Brie Larson as Tess. She is the daughter of Mr. Nobody, who is not in this movie, but she sort of functions in his place. And Alan Richson, who is the person that has taken over Mr. Nobody's position. And Brie Larson's fine. Alan Richson is fine. They are most notable to me for a scene they have at the very beginning that sort of makes fun of this thing where everybody ends up becoming part of the family. And she has this line that, oh, what's your point? We're all a beer and a barbecue away from corruption. And it's pretty hilarious because he sort of goes through the history of the franchise itself. And and she's basically like, what's your point? But it's it's sort of a convenient way of reviewing everything that's happened for people who haven't seen the movie. So, hey, if you haven't seen one Fast and, Fast and Furious movie, you can go into 10 and sort of be caught up. <laughs> it's almost like a review of the whole franchise, like one of those, hey, review the franchise in two minutes or less. It functions that way. So it's a pretty hilarious scene. But yeah. They're fine as performers. We also have Daniela Melchior as Elizabeth, Isabel Nieves. She ends up becoming somebody Dom meets at a street race. She becomes a notable character. I don't want to spoil what their relationship is, so I'll just leave that for the movie. Leo Abella Perry plays Little B or Little Brian, and he's actually one of the highlights of the movie as Dom's son who's now getting older and Dom's been training him to tinker with cars and to race and he ends up going on a journey with John Cena's character when when they come against the family they decide to put him into hiding and so um, he gets to go on a road trip and we get to spend a lot of time with him and he's actually a great character I enjoyed getting to know him better and then there's Jason Momoa, of course, as Dante. Now, a lot of people will feel like, hey, this movie is worth watching just for Jason Momoa's performance alone. And I can see that. He's very unhinged in compared to a lot of the a lot of the villains we've had. A lot of them are just straight up evil dudes where Jason Momoa is is being more theatrical almost like the joker he's got a very evil and twisted sense of humor and comes has like colorful outfits and paints his nails seems to be enjoying ravaging the city with chaos and just bringing torment to dom so he really gets he gets off on this stuff. And so that brings a certain energy to his character, which is really different. Most of the people we've met have come against Dom and the family because they have their own selfish goals that Dom sort of interrupts. And they're just more trying to get back at him just so they can get him out of the way and resort to business as usual. Whereas Dante is much more nefarious and he's just in it for the revenge. He genuinely just wants to watch the world burn and he wants to watch this family burn. So he wants to bring pain and suffering along the way. 
and he's not afraid to get his hands dirty to have that happen. He's not above, he doesn't really have much of a moral compass. It's whatever it takes to get the job done, he's going to manipulate people and be cruel. So he's not just a typical criminal mastermind. He's actually malicious about his intent. And that kind of sets him up just to have a different edge to the movie. Another big difference in this movie, I would say is notable, is the focus and emphasis on a return to the characters and plot of Fast Five. We actually see a lot of the heist. We see some of the heist happening as a flashback at the beginning uh, to sort of review what happened. So we get to see that scene again. We also have just a return to Rio de Janeiro. And I remember really liking that part of the movie in Fast Five because the culture is very distinct. The strong sense of place that there was and the, like, they just loved him. And so they go back to that, that setting and that place and I really remember liking that. So that was nice to see. But also, there's a return to street racing. And remember, this franchise was actually founded on that. But in a lot of the movies, there isn't really a street race. It's more about these giant set pieces and road rage and road maneuvers and trying to interrupt the flow of traffic and all that kind of stuff. So having an actual street race take place is really cool and sort of a return to form. And that's that's nice to see. One of the big problems that's that's obvious in these movies is that at this point, the cast is so ridiculously large that it is hard to really appreciate any one person. The more people you have, the less each person has to stand out. And you're almost trying to bring attention to too many arcs, which becomes sensory overload and emotional overload. There's just so many people in the cast that no one person shines. But there are a few exceptions for me. I thought John Cena was really great in his role, mostly because it, it's sort of new because we only met him in the last movie and he was the grand villain so he's we're used to seeing him in action roles and he gets to play a more comedic um comedic character here so that's sort of different for him the same way we've seen Dwayne Johnson you know he was this big bad wrestler and now he's in all these charming roles where he's getting to play more humorous things and so there there's that going on leo abella perry as i already mentioned is great as little as little b and then i have to give a personal shout out to my guy han we haven't seen han in a movie in a while and he's always so great in the last movie he was brought back but sort of as a minor character and um apart from where the grand action was happening and in this movie, we had a lot of scenes of Han. And I, I, you know, he's my favorite character. So I really appreciated getting to see him again. And I could have just sit there and watch him eat chips and snacks for two hours, which is a lot of what he does when he goes on screen. But he's so cool. He's so laid back. So 
I love Han. Another thing that's annoying about this movie is it's a part one of two, and I've heard possibly part three. So that was very disappointing and annoying to, to discover because I'm thinking, I thought that this was going to be one complete chapter again, but no, it ends in this giant cliffhanger and now we have to wait. So I don't really enjoy that. And then, of course, there's the fact that the movie pushes all logic and um, basis in reality. So you have to go in just ready to fly and not try to make sense of everything. It's actually very hard for me to review these movies as from a critic's eye because if you remember in 2021 I went through a process of watching all eight of the movies leading up to nine and did a giant podcast about it and I will probably put that at the link of this so at the end of this movie at the end of this review you'll get to see a link to that if you want to watch it it was quite fun and so for me these characters are friends <laughs> so more more than than characters so it's hard to review it, but it is, these are ridiculous times, but it that's what these movies are made for. They're just for people who want to enjoy seeing crazy cars, crazy stunts, wild things that don't really make any sense, gravity going out the window, kick butt scenes with gals like Michelle Rodriguez, our street rat. She has some really cool stunts on her, whatever you call it, motorcycle, bike, scooter. I don't know what you, what's, what's the cool term. I guess it's not a scooter, but she has some really cool stunts on that thing that were pretty amazing. And I actually cried out a few of them. So um, it does have the Stranger Things sort of effect, but I like to call the Stranger Things effect because it, it this does involve the group splitting up and every, there's like a subplot here, a side plot here, a side plot there. So it's not like we get to see them all interact together. Uh, the family barbecue is at the beginning of the movie instead of the end. You might be asking, should you see it or not? Well, never fear. If you haven't seen one, you, as I said, you can go in and just enjoy it and see it as a crazy blockbuster. We just had Guardians of the Galaxy 3 come out, and that was a big crowd pleaser that a lot of people came in to see it and now so if you're kind of like hey that was so much fun i want to do it again you might as well go see fast x um because it's just it's just a fun movie the the crowd loved it the people who saw it i saw it in advanced screening and i had a great time i think i like this one better than i liked nine of course it's not close to how much i liked the ones at the beginning but again there's jason momoa there's little b there's more Han. There's so many things to enjoy. And you'll, you know, with so many characters, you'll probably latch on to at least one person. It's not overly long. It's a regular length of a movie. You do get set up for that sequel or part two or whatever. But if you're just looking for a pre-summer blockbuster and you've already seen Guardians 3, um, you might as well go in and see Fast X as a date night or a guy's night or a girl's night. Any combination of people could go in and like these movies. If you've come this far, 
why stop now? Just keep going to the Fast X movies until they stop being made. I will be there at every single screening. I guarantee it. So that is my review of Fast X. And as I said, I'm going to link in the, re the big discussion of Fast and Furious 1 through 8 with Chris Dice Hate Me Kirkman. And that's it, folks, for this review. See you next time. Mm -hmm.